0: Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We've got so much to go through. There's so much that happened on this show. Uh, This show was an absolute banger. It was a banger, um, mainly because of the QR code White Rabbit stuff. That is, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, the biggest talking point. Um, If you do want to go really in-depth with that stuff, we might do at the end of this. I'm not sure. Uh, I have, I am delayed getting to this review because I just ended up doing a near 20 minute video going through all the theories, going through like everything that's now on the channel. Um, it's, it's every theory that I think has been thrown around. Um, and then my thoughts at the end as to what I think's happening. If you watched out, watch along, then you would have obviously seen a lot of those. Um, but I've tried to just get them all into one place. So yeah, it's your one-stop shop, basically, uh, for anything and everything to do with the White Rabbit stuff. So that's on the channel now if you want to uh, check that out. Obviously, if you're listening uh, podcast-wise, I might even just, because it was so long, I might even put that up as its own episode. So uh, I might do that later as well. So anyway, that's on the channel. We are going to touch on it, but we will not be going into that kind of detail here. Um, But we'll touch the key points. But let's get uh, into it anyway cuz there's a lot to talk about. Uh, the very uh, first thing that we get is this uh, match between Seth and Bobby. That's how Raw opens. Great match. This takes about half an hour, I believe. Um really good people on their feet. I think we get like a this is awesome chant as well. People are really really enjoying this. Um I have I have said before that I wish they would give us more like pay-per-view quality matches. And I feel like this first match was absolutely that. This was, this this could have easily sat on a pay-per-view. Um, I think the ending is a bit screwy. Maybe that stops it from being on a pay-per-view. But with a different ending, this was great. This was great. This was absolutely brilliant way to open the show. So these two are going at it. Uh, it gets to a moment in the match where the referee uh, is not looking. Seth with a low blow. So Seth trying to cheat. Of course, this was for the United States Championship. So very prestigious. And I should mention they built it up at the start as well. Uh, You know, we had like the lights go down, the spotlights on both competitors, both guys getting an intro. They made this feel like a championship match um, and made it feel as prestigious as they could, considering it was opening the show. Um, And obviously there was no like video packages or Backstage interviews, like building up to it. They they tried their best here. And it was good. And as I said, like uh Low Blow by Seth, that brought out Riddle. Obviously, Seth and Riddle are feuding at the moment. Um, I thought there was a chance Riddle would just get involved anyway, but Riddle seemed to want to allow this to go and, you know, be normal. Uh, didn't want to get involved if uh if he wasn't needed. I suppose, in a way, that makes sense because if Seth loses clean. Doesn't matter, does it? Riddle doesn't care. And if Seth wins, all of a sudden, any match they have in the future might now have a title involved as well. So I can understand uh, Riddle not getting involved. And, of course, he's a face. So uh, a face coming down and interfering um, might not look that great. But this has been such a red-hot feud, I think we would have understood and we would have forgiven him if he had come running down and got involved. So uh yeah, I could have, I could have uh, uh bought him getting involved, but he didn't. He only comes down when Seth cheats. That distraction allows Bobby to hit a spear and a one, two, three, and Bobby Lashley gets the victory. Bobby Lashley picks up the win to open the show. And as we said, this was brilliant. This was great. This was awesome, if you will. Then uh next we go to a graphic. This was announced earlier in the day, um, and the news is that Survivor Series is going to feature two War Games matches. So, uh, And also, no longer is it going to be Raw against SmackDown. So uh, two War Games matches. Obviously, no more detail than that. It is believed that one is going to be for the guys, one will be for the girls. So I think there's probably a good chance damage control could be uh, one of the teams. And... um uh, bloodline you would have to think bloodline no idea what else it means no idea what else is uh gonna happen there but yeah this uh news is very interesting uh we did talk about it on our watch along i'm not the biggest war games fan uh i know i repeat myself a lot but that's because obviously different people watch the watch alongs compared to the reviews so um War Games for me is great. I've got no problem with it. I love the two rings. I love the cage. My only problem is that I feel the first part of the match is a bit of a waste of time, like having to wait for all of the competitors to get into the ring and then the match starts. Um, that to me like, is just a waste of time. I would really like it if competitors could be eliminated from the very beginning. So a team necessarily can't win at the very beginning because you've got to eliminate all of your opponents but uh, as people are coming in then you know it could be very interesting if people were being eliminated and one team had like a sizable advantage or something along those lines like that i would find that a lot more interesting it would it would i just always find that you could if you wanted to just fast forward through the first 20 minutes um so that's my only downside with the war games matches um i'm very interested to see what they do on the main roster though and loads of people love war games. I mean, this has been a very popular announcement. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. And I'm sure it's gonna be great. I mean, it's a Survivor series, this is one of their biggest shows. Like they will they will they will make sure these matches deliver. I've got no doubt about that. They will make sure these matches really deliver because for some people, this is gonna be the first time they ever see a war games match a lot of people that don't watch NXT. There's a lot of people that certainly didn't watch wrestling back in the 80s uh, into the 90s and uh, won't have seen war games before. Look, youngsters, kids, you know. So they are going to want to make sure that this really does stand out. So yeah, that was the announcement that was made earlier on Monday. And then they just reported it here. Uh, then we uh, went back to the uh, show and we got damage control coming out. They came out in a little golf cart. I don't know if this is a one-off thing or if this is something we're going to see on a regular basis, but they came out in a uh, like golf cart. It was like a modified golf cart. Had like uh, like lights down the side, damage control sticker on the front. It was cool. It was, uh, it was really, really cool. Bailey was driving. She drove all the way around the ring. You had E.O uh, and Dakota in the back, uh, obviously the new uh, uh, women's tag champs. This was a title celebration, and there was a lot of hopes that this was going to lead to the return of Sasha and Naomi. And uh, I must admit it definitely crossed my mind that you know, you could definitely bring them out here because didn't know I, I know that Bailey is still feuding with Bianca, but didn't know quite what Alexa and Asuka were up to. So, yeah, you know, we could have got Sasha and Naomi. We don't, right? Let's get that out there. They don't arrive at any point in this show. So we get uh, a damage control uh, segment. Basically, what it leads to is it leads to Asuka, Alexa, Bianca uh, coming out. They interrupt and uh, a match is made for... The main event, actually, the main event, Bailey versus Alexa, is the main event of the show, which is a very interesting choice for main event. Um, there's other matches that potentially could have main evented, but uh, they went with this instead. So uh, interesting. And uh, a little bit of verbal back and forth between uh, Bailey and uh, Alexa. Uh, nothing really that I would say is too much of a kill shot or anything, uh, just a nice little back and forth. And uh, set up the, the, the match quite nicely, actually. So, yeah, that was uh, uh, the match that was made for later in the show. This, I mean, it, you want talking points. This is what has dominated. I mean, we have just done like a two hour stream and that two, those two hours have been absolutely dominated by this. Here's the headlines. I didn't notice it at first, right? It was in the background of Austin Theory. Theory is having a match uh, coming up against uh, Kevin Owens. He's backstage uh, just warming up, getting ready. Um, He doesn't talk, I don't believe. Uh, It's literally just a moment. Um, But in the background, there's a QR code. And uh, of course, it says, come with me, written at the top. And then a QR code. And someone, somewhere in the world was going to scan it, see it, scan it. And as soon as they did, they would go to social media. Well, actually, a few people spotted it and a few people scanned it. And wow, did it take us down a rabbit hole um, because there was a, a lot to unpack. Bottom line is this. There is a lot of stuff in that QR code that is connected to Bray Wyatt. There are some things that are definitely connected to Carrie and Cross. I even would argue there are some things that are connected to Finn Balor. Now, I think that you can look at it And you can make a very strong argument for Bray Wyatt. I think there will be people out there, there will be people watching this right now that are 100% certain Bray Wyatt is on the verge of coming back and and you will not change their mind, right? Um, I don't know that there's anyone 100% that it's Carrion or 100% that it's certainly like someone else, but I think there's a lot in here that connects to Bray. I'm not going to dissuade anyone from thinking that. And I'm not going to sit here and say 100% it isn't Bray. The only point that I've been making is that I think that WWE have shown in the past that they will tease Bray, make you think Bray, but it doesn't turn out to be Bray. And what I'm talking about is the edge vignettes in particular. Those edge vignettes to my mind, undoubtedly had references to Bray in them. Uh, undoubtedly. I've got no doubt in my mind there were references to Bray in there. They showed you Seth Rollins's picture and they put a red light on it. Now, seeing Seth Rollins is fine, but as soon as you see Seth Rollins in a red light, that surely makes you think, makes me think, of that infamous Hell in a Cell match that The Fiend had with Seth Rollins. There was like some sixes that were graffitied and obviously Wyatt six is kind of what Bray is. uh, I think he's trademarked it and referring to himself as at the moment. So any kind of sixes in the background that would also make people uh, think of uh, Bray Wyatt. There was uh, a lot of uh, opponents. I mean, if you think of all of the opponents they could have chose, a lot of the opponents they chose could have worked for both Bray and for uh edge um there was people that were that were like thinking it was bray there was people saying that the 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 person in the vignette wasn't even edge it doesn't look like edge it looks like it's someone a bit bigger like it looks like the person could be bray as well we've been down this road is my point we've been down this road and not even just for this one time right there's been lots of little teases that has sent out and social media teases there's been lots of little references and things in the past. I, I, My feeling on it is that this could be Bray. I, I'm definitely not going to say that it 100% isn't. But what I'm also going to say is this could be them teasing and trolling and wanting you to think this is Bray, right? I'm just erring on the side of caution because how many times can you go down this road of it's Bray, it's Bray, it's Bray, and it turns out not to be? Right, so for me, I'm approaching it with caution. I'm looking at the full picture, and the full picture says to me that there are a few different people being teased here. It's not just Bray being teased, Carrion is being teased, Finn is being teased, but yes, Bray is being teased as well. so I think at the moment, I'm leaning towards this being some a new person and them being someone that's going to embody the kind of darkness that Bray embodies, the kind of darkness that Carrion uh, seems to be embodying, the kind of darkness that the demon embodied. This is someone that's come in that I think is going to represent that. That's why they've chosen these people. You know, that's what these characters kind of have in common. You know, Carrion Cross is quite a dark character, quite mysterious. You know, his promos and everything are in black and white. He tends to lurk in the shadows. Um, you know, and then obviously Balor, the demon, and uh, Bray as well. Like for me, this this hints at those kinds of characters, and I think it's going to herald the arrival of someone that's going to represent that those kind of characters. This could genuinely be for Joe Gacy. This could be a way of bringing Gacy up if they think that they've done everything they need to do with Gacy in NXT, and you know they're ready to make the move on him. It could be Gacy. And they these could be hints at Bray. They could be hints at Carrion. They could be hints at Baller, But it's a way of telling you that the person that's arriving is similar rather than it being this is Bray. This is Carrion. This is Baller. So that's kind of where I'm at with it at the moment. I'm definitely not sitting here saying that it's not 100% Bray. I'm not saying that. It could be Bray. It could be, right? It could be there's loads here that connects it to Bray and all of that is in that video but I'm just airing on the side of caution because as we said we've been down this road before and the last thing we heard was that the talks with Bray had actually broken down um Dave Meltzer went as far as to say they're not dead those talks are not dead but they had broken down so that only came out the other day so to hear just the other day that there's been talks but they broke down and now here we are with this being teased. Like, it's just not adding up. It's just not adding up. None of it is adding up. So it's very interesting. It is very interesting. I really love it. I I love it. I, I, I don't want to like be just saying like it's bray, just, you know, going along with everyone else if I've got my doubts and there are a few doubts. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. So, uh, yes, th- very interesting. So this was the QR code that was in the background. Um, and then we go to uh, this match. This was Theory against Kevin Owens. This was another great match. Uh, theory, great wrestler. Kevin Owens, great wrestler. Kevin Owens, obviously more experienced. Kevin Owens can, you know, help Theory. I, I don't know if Theory's at the point where he's very good at leading a match, I don't know if Theory's in a good place where you could give him like someone that's a bit inexperienced and he'll get a five-star classic out of him. I don't think Theory is there. Theory can, what he can do is more than hold up his end of the bargain um, and putting him in there with someone like Kevin Owens, I mean, you just get some great action. So really good stuff here. Uh, a second match and it was it was brilliant. Um, Johnny comes down though, grabs the money in the bank and you can see the distraction Again, I think we know where this is leading. Kevin Owens uh, manages to pick up the victory. That's him uh, having won, uh, feeling the effects of uh, his match with Austin Theory. So, uh, Johnny Gagano uh, is distracting, is the distraction, um, uh, takes the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, basically, this segment ends with him giving it to Theory back and standing over him. So, Kevin Owens rolls out the ring. Gagano comes in. Chucks the briefcase down, stands uh, over Austin Theory. And it's very clear that we're on a collision course. Those two are going to be having a match. I don't know that it's going to be Extreme Rules. It might be next week's Raw or something along those lines. But we are on a collision course, no doubt about it. Uh, then we saw the graphic. Uh, obviously, there was the big press conference. What I will say is uh, WWE, I thought SmackDown was a bit disappointing. Um I didn't think it was that strong of a show. And we got a press conference on Saturday where we got the announcement that was expected: uh, Undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman versus Logan uh, at Crown Jewel. Uh, that was announced. And um, that was, it was big. It was a big announcement. We don't see them do press conferences. So that was on Saturday. That was big. Then we came into this uh, uh, week's show with the news about War Games being at Survivor Series. So there's another big announcement. And then obviously during Raw, we get some great wrestling. And of course, the QR code thing, which really overshadowed everything. I mean, it was, it was I must admit, it was very hard trying to watch this show and be talking about all these theories and everything, um, which was great. And I really appreciate everyone that uh, provided theories. I did try to try and write names down next to the people that were saying stuff because I do want to give credit where it's due. I don't want to just be taking this, put it in a video and and that's it. I do want to be giving credit, but to be honest, I'm I'm writing down notes whilst we're doing the watch along. I'm trying to put a video out as well about what's just happened with the QR codes. I'm also like putting down notes for this review, so yeah, it's it's difficult. It's it's very difficult, but uh, I I will keep trying to uh, do that because I certainly don't think this is the last that we're going to get of like the QR code or the, uh, the teases, if you will. I think we're going to get more of that. But yeah, this was uh, shown for anyone that didn't catch it. Um, this is on the way, the main event of Crown Jewel. Uh, then we went to our next match. This was uh, Brawling Brutes uh, going to be taken on Street Profits. Brawling Brutes were in the ring. They obviously won on Friday the opportunity to compete against the Usos for the tag titles. That match has now been announced for this Friday. That's going to be SmackDown. So Brawling Brutes against Usos this week on the SmackDown. And uh, they were just cutting promos. Uh, that brought out the Street Profits. And then that led to our match, Brawling Brutes against Street Profits. Uh, I think they were wearing new jackets as well, by the way. They had like a razor. It made me think of Razor Ramon had like a razor blade on the front. And I, th- I think I think it was a Brawling Brutes logo on the back. So uh, no Sheamus. So it uh, seems like Butch and Ridge are a tag team. And it was interesting seeing them be on Raw. Obviously, they are a SmackDown group. But because they're going after the tag titles and the Usos have got both the Raw and the SmackDown tag titles, I think that's what allowed them to go on both shows. So, yeah, unusual seeing them on a Monday. It brought out uh, the Street Profits. We get underway with the match. But, again, at this point in the show, it is 9.23, right? And uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it or not, but um, when you scan that QR code, it said 9.23. Now, when I first saw it, I thought date, 9.23, 923 because 923 is actually the date of this week's SmackDown. Um, but also, of course, it's a time. And in the East Coast, uh, I believe the show starts at eight o'clock. So at 9:23, this is what happened in the crowd. Someone had a QR code that on a sign that they held up and um it was basically what we saw earlier. So if you'd have missed it earlier, this was your other opportunity to catch it. My understanding is that when you scanned it, it took you to the exact same place, the exact same thing. So um, there there wasn't anything different here. It was exactly the same, but um, yeah, so clever. The amount of thoughts and the amount of work that has gone into this Is stunning. I mean, you could eat again, even just that could be Bray Wyatt level, you know. If you think about the amount of work that went into the fun houses, I think the amount of work that's gone into this kind of very much like is up there with those fun house episodes that had like loads of Easter eggs and things to pull apart. This, uh, very, very similar. This, the build for this, whatever this is built into, um, I think is it's brilliant. It's it's brilliant. They have absolutely nailed it. Whoever's done it has nailed it, whether it's Bray, whether it's Triple H, whether it's someone else backstage that's, you know, been inspired by, like, the Bray stuff. um, They've they've done a great job. They've really done a great job. So, uh, yeah, this match continued. In the end, it was a victory for Brawling Brutes. Brawling Brutes get the win over Street Profits. Um, No surprise there, to be honest, because, of course, Brawling Brutes need to be strong going into their match with the Usos. So, uh, yeah, that's where we got to with that then we went backstage uh I must admit I didn't quite catch the start of all of this but we had uh Alper Academy stepping up to Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens um really interesting point here that um it was only the other day I saw a report that these two had really hit it off when they traveled to Europe Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano. I think it was before they were both in WWE and they were even they got so like friendly they were in the hotel uh, lobby watching panda videos together uh, apparently like they called up youtube and were watching some panda videos and they uh, decided that if they were going to be a tag team they would call themselves panda express and apparently there are t-shirts that were made for panda express uh, but they never teamed they never actually teamed they never got the opportunity to team how interesting that they are teaming now. So I don't know if they can get the Panda Express name or if that's copyrighted and they're just not going to get it. I think there's a restaurant called Panda Express. So I don't quite know how that would work. They might not be able to, but um it wouldn't surprise me if when we see these guys, they're going to have a name and they'll call themselves Panda something or something connected with pandas. Uh, and it goes back to, uh, to that story, basically. So we are going to see this match. I think it's next week. Alpha Academy against Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens. Uh, I think they said that that would be uh, next week. Then uh, we got Judgment Day in the ring. So uh, Judgment Day were uh, gloating. They were in. Uh, they were in high spirits. Uh, so uh, yeah, Judgment Day absolutely loving uh, what's been going on. Obviously, uh, they got a big win last week uh, over. Edge, oh, I don't know if they did actually or if it was a dQ loss in the end, but either way, they did the damage to edge, and that's all they cared about. so uh last week's raw ended. you might remember with uh, Finn bimbala coup de gras in the leg of edge, the leg buckled. it's pretty brutal stuff actually, but um, yeah, this was great this was this was good uh and seeing them like gloat, and it just kind of made them seem a bit cooler and a bit more credible, I thought. Like the like seeing them have something to actually smile about and to see them have something that they could have some fun with um, rather than just talk, you know, saying, oh, we're the best. We're going to do this. They've actually done something and they're gloating about it. And I thought this was good. So, yeah, Judgment Day, uh, the booze for Dominic were insane. He is so over as a heel. People really hate him, really hate him. Like him turning on his dad has, been, has worked. It's been brilliant. I'm not saying that the crowd are like loving to hate him type type thing, but they are booing him loud as well. So it's working. And he he just, he suits a heel so much better. This is brilliant for Dominic. So much better for Dominic. Um, yeah, and Rhea said Pappy is very proud. Pappy is very proud. So uh, still uh, playing up the Pappy thing. But she would confuse me later, actually. She says Pappy here, but she says something else later. And we will get to that. So, uh, yeah, uh, basically, um, they are uh, gloating. They are uh, celebrating. That brings out Riddle and Ray. This match had been announced earlier, anyway. We knew we were getting Riddle and Ray against Finn and uh, Damian Priest. Um, no edge on this show, of course, selling the effects of last week. So, uh, Riddle and Ray would team together. Basically, the match uh, is underway, and Seth, of course, gets involved. So uh, Seth Rollins uh, interferes. And uh, you can see that Riddle on the outside if you are watching on YouTube. So Seth interferes, obviously getting payback for earlier. Obviously, chances are he probably would have interfered anyway, uh, what with being a heel. Um, There's a weird moment, man. This bit is weird because Ray grabs a chair and he chases Seth away. Okay, so Riddle is still down. Seth has gone. Dominic comes over, he goes down onto his knees, puts his hands behind his back, and he kind of like sticks his cheek out as if to say to his dad, go on, hit me with that chair. And when I say this is weird, what I mean is immediately Ray should throw that chair away. At, at, at no point do I believe Ray Mysterio should, would hit his own son with a chair. Like, even after everything that happened last week why would ray, ray who can't even bring himself to have a match with dominic can't can't even bring himself to like hit dominic why would he hit him with a chair and i must say ray took a moment to like look at the crowd and kind of tease that he was thinking about it i don't think that was necessary it's not the biggest problem in the world it's, it's you know you could even argue it's not even a talking point but It was just something that jumped out at me. I don't know why Ray teased that he was even thinking about hitting his own son with a chair. Um, So, yeah, I I just thought it was worth mentioning. But uh, I've got the image here of Ray kind of like looking out at the crowd. Like, I don't know, he was just kind of built, shall I, shall I? Um, I think he knows the crowd would love to see him do it. I think that's what it was, to be honest. But uh, of course he doesn't. Of course he doesn't. Uh, He jumps uh, back into the ring and uh, gets caught. And uh, one, two, three and the Judgment Day win. So Judgment Day, you get the victory over Riddle and Ray. And uh, of course, they get to uh, stand tall once more. So, uh, yeah, big, uh, big win there for Judgment Day. Backstage, we saw Seth and uh, Riddle. So uh, backstage, Riddle comes out with a big announcement. I think he says, at Extreme Rules, I want you in a match. You know, Seth is saying anytime, anywhere. So uh, Extreme Rules. But what he said next, I was not expecting. He says, I want you at Extreme Rules, and I want you in a fight pit match. A fight pit match. For those of you that have watched NXT, a fight pit match is um, its a very unique structure. So it's a ring. No ring. Wow, well, I don't think there's ring posts. There might be ring posts. There's certainly no ropes. Um, what it's got is it's got a little cage. And it is a little cage. It's smaller than a normal cage. Um, maybe half the size. Maybe about half the size. Half a size, three quarters. I think it's half. I'm gonna say half the size of a normal cage. But then what you've got is around the top of it, you've actually got a platform. So you can actually stand and walk and fight around the edge of this uh well, it's known as a fight pit. This is a match that's very unique to NXT. I'd never seen this before. Um, it's brilliant. It's it's really good. Um, there's, uh, we, it's not been overdone. So I don't think we've seen everything you can do with a fight pit match yet, but, um, this is like, there's no escape or anything like that. It's not like you can climb out and win. Um, it's literally, you could fight on the platform. You can fight in the ring. I think we've seen someone do a suplex from the platform into the ring. There's been about three or four fight pit, uh, matches and, um, they've been good. They've been really good. I don't know that we've seen... I don't know that we've seen the iconic fight pit match though you know like with hell in a cell you could you could maybe point to the very first one or maybe you could even point to undertaker and uh mankind but i don't know that we've seen the iconic fight pit match yet so uh, again something to really look forward to so uh riddle seth Rollins in a fight pit match extreme rules then we went to uh, Ms. TV. So uh, Ms. TV, Miz was uh, in the ring and he was calling out Dexter Loomis. Um, and, you know, he just wants this to stop, really. He's being terrorized by Dexter Loomis. Obviously, last week he was at home and we saw that Dexter was in his house. So uh, he wants this to stop. He calls out Dexter Loomis. Loomis seemingly doesn't appear, but then in the background, a knife pops up from under the ring, starts cutting. And uh, we actually see... Uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the image. But there is like a hole. There's a gash in the ring. And, um, of course, that is where uh, Dexter would appear. Dexter would pop up. And uh, I did say the hole is perfectly square. So uh, he cuts the, the the ring mat, but the actual hole is seemingly perfectly square. So he's an excellent craftsman. He does a great job of cutting out a perfectly square hole. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he tries to get hold of Amiz uh, to drag him down. He can't do it. He tries to get hold of, um, Tommaso. Uh, again, he can't do it. Tommaso absolutely cracks him with the microphone. The noise that that made, bang, as he smacked him on the head. Um, you know, we see Dexter go back down. Uh, he does like reemerge, but, um, he, he isn't able to grab either the Miz or, uh, Tommaso. So still don't quite know where this is going. But uh, I mean, clearly it's built into a match. It's clearly built into a match. And I would have to imagine extreme rules, but uh, don't know if it's going to be one-on-one or any kind of special stipulation. But uh, yeah, this was pretty fun. The only problem with this is that this is interesting and everything, but the QR code stuff was still the topic of conversation. Like I cannot stress how much that QR code stuff has dominated tonight. So, um, yeah, that was very much the topic of conversation. Then we were backstage and uh, we had uh, Judgment Day. Um, this is, I didn't catch all of this that was said, but uh, Rhea says mama knows best. So she's she's gone from calling herself pappy to m- mama now. So she was saying mama knows best. So I was, uh, uh, that kind of threw me off a little bit. I like the pappy thing. But now she's saying mama. So I don't know. I don't know what she's referring to herself anymore. She's just going through all the parents. She might be like grandpa by next week. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Pop, 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 pop knows best. Uh, I don't know. So uh, yeah, this was uh, kind of interesting. But where it led to was basically they saw AJ. And uh, we had AJ and Finn. Um, This was really interesting because Finn was like wanting to recruit AJ. And he was like, I'm looking for a friend here, and it feels like you're looking for a fight. And uh, he was like, you know, I haven't turned my back on you. Yeah, I've joined the Judgment Day, but I've not turned my back on you. When have I ever turned my back on you? And so Finn Balor was genuinely trying to recruit AJ Styles. I thought this was really interesting. It's really good because it just gives you a bit more of Finn's mindset, if you will. So I really liked it, but AJ was not having it. AJ didn't want anything to do with Judgment Day. So I'm guessing is AJ going to join up with uh, Mysterio and I don't think Riddle. Maybe maybe it's going to be AJ, Edge and Mysterio taking on the Judgment Day at Extreme Rules. Maybe that's where we're going. But uh, good to see AJ Styles. Good that he's not just sat and catering, wasting away. Then we got to our main event. So we are almost at the end of our uh, 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 breakdown here. So Bailey against Alexa. Asuka was holding Lily. This was pointed out in the chat. It's one of those kind of, it it doesn't really matter kind of things, but normally she gets put on the kind of top turnbuckle, but instead Asuka was holding onto her and the lights flickered. Now that really does feel significant. Lights flickering in the main event does make me think very Bray Wyatt, very, very Bray Wyatt. Only thing I'm going to say, and I really don't know if other people are saying this, WWE could want you to think this is Braywire. They could want you to think that you've worked this out. And, uh, oh my God, lights, that's Bray. The red circle, that's Bray. Like, you know, lots of little things, that's Bray. They could want you to think this only to then swerve you and give you something completely that you wasn't expected or wasn't expecting. And actually, Triple H did say the other day that um, there's going to be unexpected returns. He did say that. He did say that there were some returns coming that wouldn't be expected. So I don't know. I I don't know. I'm, I'm exactly where I've said I am. Yeah, I'm exactly where I said I am earlier. So uh, yeah, lights flickering, uh, and then uh, basically, thanks to EO, I mean everyone was getting involved in this. As you can imagine, we had Bianca, we had Asko, we had Dakota, we had EO, we had so many people around ringside. Uh, I think it was EO that grabbed Alexa as she was climbing up. She grabs her, prevents her from doing anything. Bailey catches her. One, two, three, job done. Yeah, end, end of, uh, end of the match. It's a win for bailey a win for damage control thanks to outside interference and then it's just a beatdown. they they beat down on asuka who's still clutching uh lily uh they beat down on alexa they beat down on bianca and uh basically the show ends with bailey standing over bianca saying i want your women's championship i want it at extreme rules and that's how the show ends so man so many talking points so many like uh, matches. I mean, I, we the match has been pretty much made. It's going to happen, isn't it? Bailey Bianca, that's going to happen at Extreme Rules. We also know that we've got um, a, pit, a, a fight pit. I mean, wow! This time yesterday, we didn't know quite what was going to be happening at Extreme Rules. Now uh, we've got a fight pit match that's going to be happening there. Uh, we've also got Bailey and Bianca. We also know that War Games is going to be at uh, Survivor Series. We've also got a little bit more information in regards to this white rabbit thing. In fact, loads of information. It might not seem like much, but there's so many theories that can come off it. Um, And as I said, there's a video on the channel right now that uh, spends nearly 20 minutes going through it all. Um, Yeah, there's lots, lots and lots and lots uh, in this week's show. So can't wait to see what your thoughts are. Can't wait to see uh, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy. And uh, with that being said, we can uh, jump over to the chat. Boom, there they are. Um, uh, Phantom Kyrie Hearts said Alexa Bliss mentioned 10 foot tall in her segment in the beginning. She did. What would that be in reference to? She did say like you walk around like you're 10 feet tall. But what, what, what does that reference to? Is that something to do with Alice in Wonderland? I don't know. I've never seen the film. I'm starting to feel like I should watch the film if there's like a few references that are going to kind of pass me by. Uh, Kyle said lights flickered before Alexa's match. Who killed the fiend? Uh Gary said there's another clue that the QR codes used in the pandemic era. Bray was used in the pandemic era. There's another clue, clue that the QR codes were used in pandemic era. Okay. And Bray was in Pandemic Era. Uh, Stuttering Steve said, The message asked who tore down your world could be a reference to Randy taking the Wyatt family. Uh, it's who, who killed the world, I think. Yeah, who killed the world? And the answer was you did. So, but obviously we don't know who that is aimed at. Uh, it could be aimed at you, the audience. Could be aimed at someone in particular. But, um, yeah, who killed the world? uh, when in reality said, "Go ask Alice when she's 10 feet tall." Oh. so it's a ref it's a lyric in the song. I do remember that now, actually go ask well, I remember like, "Go ask Alice, but I don't remember the 10 feet tall line in particular, but um, that's interesting. Uh, Trini said, I enjoyed the show. The matches were solid and they did so much background stuff that I was totally engaged. Definitely entertained as well. Uh, Kyle said, Bailey kept saying bite. Did she mean a steal? I don't think so. I mean, um, we've seen uh, the Lily doll like kind of snap. So um, it's one of the things that if you was going to talk about the Lily doll, you you might reference that. so." I think like you you can e- you can easily look at it and go, Oh, they were talking about a steel, but to be perfectly honest, I could see it where they equally might not have been. So yeah, it's one of them again, isn't it? It's always hard to know like what's a reference, what's not a reference. I think what the best thing to do is just chuck it all out there. If you think you've seen some, like that ten feet tall thing, which is interesting. And as you said, the bite reference, mention it. Because it might be summer, it might not be summer. I, this is the kind of thing that i think can frustrate a few people i i get quite a fair few people getting in touch going man you're reaching or the people in the chat are reaching and stuff like this but the, the truth is you don't you don't know do you i mean like it could be something 9 times out of 10 it might turn out to be nothing but it could be something so i i never mind these things being mentioned because it could it could lead you somewhere in the end uh Phantom Kyrie Hearts said, if you notice, Days, that Alexa had some importance in the show, saying she was a shell of her former self. Um she was uh, a shell of her former self. Yes, that was mentioned by Bailey, wasn't it? She said that she uh isn't the Alexa that she like used to know and all of that kind of stuff. So um, yep, yeah, that's true that's true. I um I don't know. I, I I still I don't know I don't know if anything's going to make me change my mind to be honest. I, I still feel like these are definite references to Bray, but I just I, I just can't I just can't say that it's going to be Bray. I cannot sit here and say yeah, it's Bray. I can't do that. We've been down this road so many times. And I do think there's references to other people in there as well, like Carrion and like Finn Balor. So it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And I, and, and I think what this will do is it will help people make their own minds up, you know, which is good. Uh, Lucas said, Days, it's been a while. Hope you are well. I'm good. Shout out to you. Tanner said, I don't understand how you stay up so late. I've been trying to go strong all stream, but I am tired. That's all right, dudes. I mean, I'm in a groove. You know, I am used to doing this now. This is uh, just part of my life. So um, yeah, I'm 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 used to this. Uh, have you seen the Royal Rumble poster? Brock is on the poster. So is Roman. Does that mean we're getting Brock Roman again? No. Uh, I, I really would not um, read into posters because we've had many, many posters in the past that have got nothing to do with the show. I think what they tend to do is they tend to just hand-select the biggest current stars um, because, to be honest, the people that make the posters will have no idea as to what the main event matches are for events that far in advance. Uh, so, no, the I, I don't think that's got anything to do with anything. I think that literally they've just hand-selected the biggest stars they've got that are active right now, and they've just used them on the poster. Because chances are all of your big major stars will be involved. And there's probably a really good chance that Brock will be involved somehow, uh, be it in the actual Rumble or having a title match. But um, I I wouldn't read uh, anything into that. Uh, What's going to happen on Friday for you to change your mind, says Matthew. I I don't think anything will make me change my mind. I don't think anything will make me say that this is connected to Bray 100%. I think that I'm... I really am trying to be very, 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 very clear because I equally don't want to send the message out that I am 100% saying this isn't. I'm not saying this isn't, Bray, Um, because it's so clear that there are connections. Like a lot of the stuff that you guys are coming up with is really, really good stuff. It's like the connections are brilliant. The connections are brilliant. Like Some of this stuff, it makes perfect, perfect sense. You know, um, and and there's more as well, as we said, you know, that that's um, Arkansas. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Bray sent a tweet out and it says like devil's hole or something like this. Someone put it into Google to try and find where devil's hole is. And they found an article and the article goes through. I think devil's hole talks about it and everything. And the person that wrote that article, their username was White Rabbit and that that's connected to a Bray tweet that came out not that long ago. So there's lots that connects Bray to this and the lights flickering connects Bray to it. So there's a lot that connects Bray, but I'm just of the I'm very mindful that we've been down this road before and I'm very mindful that WWE know that they can do a few things like this that will make you think it's Bray and then it won't be Bray. And you will have got your hopes up, just like many people did for those Money in the Bank vignettes. This is this is if this was the first time that we were doing this, maybe I'd be a bit more like, yeah, this is it. It's him. Everything's pointing to him. But it's this isn't the first time, so that's why I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, right now, I'm like. 33% Bray, 33% and 33% someone else. I'm I'm really split as to who it could be. So uh I don't I don't know that there's anything that would make me go yeah this is Bray. I think I think what would make me do that is if Dave Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp reported that Bray has signed. If the news comes through that Bray has signed with WWE, then I'd be like okay well this is Bray then. Now now I'm ready to say this is Bray. But uh, I don't know there's anything that can be teased that will make me say it's Bray. Uh, Tanner said, I honestly think being re- realistic, it's Carrion. The hourglass makes sense. The white rap- uh, rabbit references his indie scene. However, it could be both. Uh, maybe a faction is on the way. Mm. See, that's interesting. I think when you don't just go with it's Bray, and, you're, and you open yourself out to just going, okay, well, if it's not Bray, what is it? Just question, okay, if it's not Bray, what could it be? And start exploring some of the other opportunities and some of the other things it might be. You could end up in some really interesting places. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, Carrion and Bray could be interesting. That could be interesting. I think it was Edward, actually, that said, what if it's Scarlet? So we've seen like the arrival of uh, Carrion and and we know we've got Scarlet, but um, what if Scarlet's identity is going to be this, uh, this bunny and it's going to be this white rabbit and it's going to be like, that'll be her identity. And that's why the hourglass is there because it connects her to, uh, and that's why the name has been used. The song's been used because it connects to Carrion and she's connected to Carrion. Again, I I I can see some merit in that. I can see some logic in that. So it's very interesting. It's, it's very interesting. Uh Camelio said, I've been saying this. It's gonna be the boogeyman. Uh uh Neem666 said, uh, no one does it better than WWE. Uh uh on the hand, it sucks when stables are created just for storylines. Hopefully they're going somewhere with this. Uh, Kyle said they say Bray is signed with Freddie Prince Jr. No, the story there was that Freddie Prince Jr. had Bray had received a big offer from someone that was uh, like a new promotion, and news came out that that promotion was Freddie Prince Jr.'s. But nowhere has it been reported that he's signed with Freddie Prince Jr. Just that a sizable offer had come in for Bray. Now, um, I don't know that Bray is going to sign with Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, I do believe that a few companies will have hit him up. You know, AEW undoubtedly would have put in some sort of offer. I can't see why they wouldn't want him at all. Uh, Impact, I would think, would put a, would have put in some sort of offer. We're hearing about Freddie Prince Jr., uh, who was a writer for WWE, who's starting his own promotion. Uh, he's put an offer in for Bray, so yeah and apparently talks have been had with WWE as well so there's lots going on i i do believe bray will return to wrestling i think that it's probably more likely he comes back to wwe so i do believe he's coming back the the bigger question for me is is this the what he returns with is this the return of bray and i've just got some questions around it i just i cannot sit here and say 100% yes so Uh, It's interesting, though. I know I keep saying that, but it really is, and I do love it. Uh, Tanner said, Scarlet is a good idea. I never thought of it that way. I really love how this messes with my head, and I just want to know who it is. Uh, Phantom Kyrie Hart said, I'd love it to be a thing where it could be cross at first, but then Bray comes out after and repeat an epic face-off similar to Triple H Undertaker face-off when they did the 22111 vignette. So what you want, like, Cross to come out, but then also it leads to also the return of Bray. Uh, When people thought Sting was coming, but it was Undertaker, not many expected Triple H. That's very true, actually. It's very true. Uh, I could see a similar scenario play out with Cross and Bray if it does happen. Lucas Rogers says, let him in. I've been busy with work for five days and I've been missing you all. Welcome back, my friend. Uh, Summit says next week's reference uh, would be a worm coming out of dewdrops dress. I don't even know what that means. Uh, When in reality said one pill makes you larger, one pill makes you small. And the ones that your mother gives you don't do anything at all. Go ask Alice when she is 10 feet tall. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's interesting that Alexa uh, said 10 feet today. Is that a reference? Is it a coincidence? Uh AJ said, I think Joe Gacy fits really well. Uh Mr. DXZ said, uh DXZ said, I was just in Fight Falls uh stream and Sean Ross Sapp said, everyone in WWE is being tight lipped about Bray Wyatt. Uh Sting was coming, just didn't work out. Slag just at the end. There we go. Do you know what that might be? I wonder if I've just used up all my data. (laughs) That might, that actually might be me using my data because my data actually refreshes soon. So yeah, there was a little bit of lag there and it was on my strongest router. I've got a feeling I've probably maxed out my data. It does reset in a couple of days and we have done a lot of streaming. So uh, it's, it's probably, it's probably that. It's probably that. So we should be all right. But i tell you what, let's have a look at uh, what people are thinking. We've had a few responses, but uh, not many because, to be honest, I was in such a rush. I didn't get a chance to actually put the poll up. But if you want to vote, uh, you can still vote. Um, you can uh, go to the uh, link at the top and get your vote cast. But uh, let's have a look, shall we? By going there. So at the moment, And again, not many responses, so feel free to keep voting. But uh, at the moment, 7 out of 10, which I actually thinks, I don't know if that's a bit low. I thought there was loads on this show. I don't know. 7 out of 10 at the moment. Uh, Let's have a look. What was your favorite part of the show? Uh, Damage control, Judgment Day, Kevin Owens and Johnny, um, Kevin Owens and Theory, um, Alzheimer's, RIP Family. Uh, Overall, it was definitely better, more interesting than last week. I agree. KO and Theory and the White Rabbit tease. I think the tease is cross. Uh, Riddle versus Finn. Baller. Finn Baller. Yes, he should be called that. Finn Baller. Uh, Hayden said, I didn't watch the show. Uh, Dexter Loomis was someone's favorite. I was probably expecting more. I was probably expecting more QR codes there, to be honest. Probably expecting more people to like be raving about that. Uh, least favorite, nothing. Edmonton uh, Street Profits brawling brutes. Alexa Bianca Asuka damage control. Seeing Alexa get beat up at the end. I don't care what they do to Bianca. Damage control. Dominic needs a bit of work. Alexa versus Bailey. I didn't watch the show. Uh, Rey Mysterio uh, Lashley needing his title being saved by interference for a third time in a row. In a row, in a row, in a row. So uh, where are we? We are, uh, yeah, more votes. More votes have come in and more votes for seven out of 10. So seems like that's going to be our official score this week. Seven out of 10. So hmm, I must admit, we've had some votes in the past that have been way above where I thought they would have been or i would i would have had them this is a rare one where it's actually below where i would be i thought this was about seven and a half yeah seven and a half i i think the qr code thing's brilliant maybe you can't judge a show just on a qr code thing though i, I do understand that um but i thought there's some good matches in here as well i thought there's some good stuff still a good uh still a good uh score though in all fairness seven uh, the band that sing uh, White Rabbit have got a song that's called Let Me In, says uh, Trey Gaming. Bray Wyatt interfered with White Rabbit. Oh. A race behind, I would love to see Joe Gacy and Bray butt in heads. Uh, Dexter's Knife should have had a QR code on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Riddick's Classic Arcades. Uh, really appreciate uh, the support. Uh, Riddick's Classic Arcade said, on the new Extreme Rules graphic with Seth and Riddle, you can see a lantern near the top with fireflies below it. It's only on their graphic. So on the graphic for Seth and Riddle, I'll tell you what, I'm going to see if I can just live Google that right now. i going to see if I can uh, find that. So... What is it? Seth Riddle Extreme Rules. So uh, this is going to be new, isn't it? Because this graphic hasn't been released before. There is, I mean, it is true. I've actually got it here for those. So uh, uh, Riddick's Classic Arcade, shout out to you. Uh, I've got it. Let me see if I can put it up for people. So uh, there's the graphic. This is obviously now a new graphic because this match has only been made tonight. um, And you can see, if you look to the left, just next to uh, Riddle's cap, just at the top, uh, you can see the lantern. And then there are some like flies uh, buzzing around underneath it, uh, which is very interesting. People are, I mean, like some of the things people are finding absolutely crazy. The other thing as well, and this really might not be anything at all, but that E on Extreme Rules, like it, that looks like a light. That looks like there's like light beams coming out the top of the E. That stands out to me because that's not how the logo normally is. That that looks different. So that that looks like there's there's some reason as to why they've done that, and that looks like light. Maybe coming from a lantern. I don't know. But those definitely look like light beams coming off the uh, E for extreme rules. So that's interesting. I want to know as well, what is this that's just below the lantern? Is that just fire, is it, coming out of that bin? That looks a little bit, right? And, And this is where people can be like, oh, you're reaching. That looks a little bit like a phoenix. That, to me, looks like a phoenix head. And then you've got two wings either side. So like a phoenix rising out of the flames. That definitely looks to me like a phoenix. A phoenix rising again. That's what they say, isn't it? Interesting. There's a, the, do you know what? I think WWE are going to keep leaning into this and that's uh, that's very interesting. But yeah, if you didn't see the lantern, there it is. So It's good. So, uh, Riddick's uh, Classic Arcade, uh, great spot. Love that. Uh, it looks like the Mad Hatter's hat, says uh, Paulie. Uh, Irish Rebel said, I would love to see Joe Gacy and Bray Wyatt have a match. Yeah, that'd be great. That could be a lot of fun. Um, right, I think we're done anyway. I mean, obviously we're a bit later with this and apologies for that. Uh, AJ said, you should look in, look at the interview from July 2015. Uh, what interview, AJ? What interview, bud? Look at the interview from uh, 2015. Uh, the graphic is only like this one on the Seth and Riddle one. The others are the same background, but that stuff is not there. Hmm. That is cool. That is cool. That is cool. I like that. I like that a lot. I love these little teases. This really is very Firefly Funhouse. house. Your Mine said that is a lantern-like object, but I don't know if there is a direct, direct connection. No, but as I said, I, I want to uh, encourage people to just put out all of their... Um, thoughts anything that they've uh, got because some of it could be some of it might not be some of us might lead us down the uh, wrong paths but um even if you just go oh okay well i don't think it's a connection but it's still cool like even if it's just that i'm uh, i'm down for it uh the one between michael Cole and bray it's about eight minutes long says aj okay right, we're done. Anyway, thank you so much to everyone that uh, joined us. Apologies this was uh, later this week if you watched it live. Um, There was so much to go through, so much to talk about that, uh, you know, it just got delayed because of like trying to break down the QR code stuff. But uh, so normally it would not be. And uh, I've got no desire to have it this late again. But um, obviously we'll have to see what happens on Friday. But we will be back tomorrow with NXT. And uh, of course, we will be doing the NXT review as well. So uh, a big, big thank you to everyone that joined us. Thank you for sharing your thoughts as well. Keep them coming, tag me and stuff. Uh, I'm I'm open and interested and uh, really enjoying digging into this. It reminds me a lot of what we used to do with the early fun houses. So yeah, really, really good. So thanks a lot for watching or listening or however you consumed this. And uh, I will see you again next time.